I'm glad you kept the the, the chat room entertained, Taylor. <laughs> can they hear us? I don't know if they can hear us or not. Let's see if they can hear us. Did you? Okay, wait. Were were we on? We've been on. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am terribly sorry. Oh God, I'm glad I didn't fart or something. That would have been really embarrassing. Hmm. I don't know. That's that, yeah. I, 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 I don't even know what to say to that. Oh, okay. Dragon. Well, uh, what do I have? Who's in the chat room right now? We have Anthony Anthony Laquifa Watkins Watley Watkins. I'm not sure which. Um, and we have Joe Batance, R D R R Taylor, Cy mm-hmm. Fantastic, and Yellow Phoenix. And Brady is here as a idler, which means Brady will be in momentarily. I'm assuming. Yep, there he is. There's Brady. There she is. There's my girl. <laughs> have you ever met Brady? You've never met Brady? Have I've met you, Brady. Have you ever met Brady? Yes, I, uh, Brady. Br- you met Brady at Vegas, I thought. Or he was there the last year that we did Vegas, and then he has been to visit uh, down in Florida before. Wait, wait, let me ask you this question. There were these guys that showed up to Vegas that you were guys were just fucking thirsty for, girl. You guys were thirsty for them. And you were, mm. you and, T- and Taffy were shocked that they actually showed up. To- well, that's, that's not Brady. Okay. <laughs> it was, uh, I, 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 it was another listener and his partner. Do they but, still listen? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would assume so, but I don't know that for a fact. He was super cute and his boyfriend was super cute as well. But, and they came in just to hear Pot as my co-pilot. Are you hearing that? No. Oh, you don't hear it? Does the audience hear that? Uh, can someone please tell Taylor and Joe they have to do their show? Thanks. Well, that Yellow Phoenix, Yellow Phoenix, says that she, they said yes. So thanks to Mike Lawson for joining us. Today. So I'm assuming that is some sort of sound effect. <laughs> you can follow Mike on Twitter at Mr. Mike Lawson. So mm-hmm. Mike Lawson. Brady came just to watch Pod as my co-pilot as well. Taylor Christina, Taylor Christina Brown and myself. Sashay away until next week. And. And we appreciate that, and we appreciate you and your husband, Greg. Brady. I have no idea why you can't hear Tabit. Who cares? That's the only sound effect I'm playing. That was the untucked thing? Yeah. All right. Well, just tell me when it's safe for me to talk then. Oh, Taylor, I'm so glad that we're back in the... We're back in the, in the untucked lounge. In the in- illusion interior illusions lounge, in the form decor lounge, <laughs> as we relax with our absolute cocktail, in our Jennifer convertibles <laughs> lounge. Was that was ever one? That, was it, Jennifer convertibles ever really one of them? No, I just it just it, for some reason that always whenever they said interior illusions lounge, I always went to Jennifer convertibles. Je- Jennifer convertibles. I don't know why. That's my drag name, actually. Jennifer Jennifer convertibles is actually a great drag name. Hmm. Should I be taping this, by the way? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, I'm doing okay, an audio just... hijack. I hope you. I okay. hope you don't need to tape it. <laughs> I, I I see you you appearing on there, but all look, right. Well, then that's all knows? that matters. That's all that matters, Taylor. Yes, that's all that matters. Anyway, Taylor, how are you? I am good. I am. I am good. Ish. What do you mean you're good? Ish. Well, there's some stuff going on at work right now that is a little stressful to me. Um. 
I, I can give you the brief version, the brief, you know, non-fireable version. Um, pretty much I have a Clammy Faye Baker is in the room, and that's a great name. Um, pretty much I have a staff. I have a counselor that works underneath me. And uh, we recently had a situation in which she was able to go to a different department. However, it was discussed with her and it was discussed with my supervisor, but it was not discussed with me. So had my uh, staff member not come to me and said something, I would have been completely blindsided when she told me she was leaving last week. So I'm a little, my feelings are a little hurt and I'm a little annoyed right now with work. Now, do you guys go to couples counseling to sort this out? And- no, she and I, she, because honestly, I'm not mad with her because the reasons that she is, she, it's, a, it's a lateral move for her. And it's, she said all the right things as far as why she was doing it. I'm just not sure why I was not kept in the loop. And at some point I will be talking with my executive director about it. My immediate supervisor knows how I feel when I was very verbal about it last week. <laughs> But I, at some point, I need to talk with my executive director. But I need to – honestly, every time now I see my executive director, I get mad. So I'm just like, oh, I'm not ready to actually have a meaningful conversation with her about that. I'm glad the audience has been away for one month so they could tune in to hear such a golden story. Okay, but it's affecting me. That's really all that matters. <laughs> well, it, it is very it's, – it's something that, like, if Dilbert was real. It's like something no, it's would- a little different than if Dilbert – because because what's happening is she's leaving and now my caseload is doubled. So I am now responsible for like 90 people. The mental health of 90 people in our community mm-hmm. is well, now my responsibility. Well, not look. including you. Not including phone calls from you and text messages from oh, you. Let me, t- let me tell the audience this. Ever since this show has gone off the air. Taylor, how many times have we spoken? I would say on average once a week. And it's usually like, what? Taylor, you know. Yes, that's exactly how it is. Yes, yes. Thank you for sharing that with everybody. Well, I'm I am dismissive mm-hmm. and overwhelmed by the fact that I have to talk to you, yeah. my good friend Joe Batanz, co-host of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. By the way, I was listening to this pod as my co-pilot. It's a show. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm familiar. And I've heard it a time or two. Taylor the Latte Boy says on his show, he goes, I had a sex dream. And his co-host Taffy says, oh, you go, and, and he goes, and it was about one of my co-hosts. And Taffy says, Joe Batanz. And he goes, <laughs> ugh. Ugh. That, yes, that, yes. That, if only there was an actual recording of that that people could hear to hear the accuracy of that. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I have it tuned up. Right <laughs> Do you really? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to hear it, so I can't defend here myself. Go. Here, here it is. Everyone's going to hear it right now. See, they all heard it. Okay. And it's pretty embarrassing for you. Do you okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to have a sex dream about you? No. I'm, okay. Look, no one, no one should ever have a sex dream about me. Ever. Um, you know, you always see these things that are on, like, the internet, you know? And they'll say, like... uh some, like a fortune cookie or something, right? And it'll say, like, somewhere someone is uh, pleasuring themselves thinking of you, right? I'm like, no. Where do you go to get Chinese food that that's which is in your fortune? Cream of some young guy? 
<laughs> it's over on Fourth uh, Street. <laughs> I set him up. You <laughs> knock him down. <laughs> yep. Uh, cream of some young. That is such a high school joke. Yes. That is a joke we used to make like in high school. Oh, yes. you're gonna order cream of some young guy? Yeah. It's it's that it, that always reminds me of Wayne's World. Isn't that wasn't that a joke in Wayne's World? Oh, was it? It probably was. It was so. I obvious. thought it was. I thought it was come of some young guy. Come of some young guy. Oh really? I I didn't study the the script to Wayne's World so heavily as you do. I, I that's like the one thing I remember from that. What's a movie from the '90s that you really like? I know you always talk about the '80s. You're a big fan of the '80s, but you never talk about what what where you fall on the '90s. The '90s, okay. Uh, movies that I like, uh, I definitely like. Steel Magnolias. Technically, that was 1990. Okay. Um, Why you know the year of that? I don't know. Well, because I was in high school, so I remember that. Uh, I like. I remember liking Ghost a lot. Okay. Um, These are all very early '90s, so it's still barely. Yeah. No, I'm and like I, deep in the '90s. No, I I went to the movies all the time with Rodan. That was something. That was a bonding thing for Rodan and I when we were roommates. We we went to the movies every weekend, even if it was to see a really shitty movie. Mm-hmm. One movie that I remember that was actually really that we went in with no expectations and both really liked was a movie called The Thirteenth Warrior, and it was Antonio Banderas, and he I think it took place during the Crusades. But he was like some sort of monk or something. But he was with a bunch of Vikings, and it was it was it was one of those movies that we went in and had no expectations for, and then like really really liked. Where do you fall on the Antonio Banderas? Uh, Antonio Banderas, as a younger man, was very attractive to me. As he's gotten older, I do not find him as attractive as I used to. Is there an older man that you find attractive? Uh, yes. Um, let's see. And w- okay, define older. 50 and above. 50. Oh, well, there's a ton of... Uh, I mean, I, I think George Clooney is super, super sexy. Now, well, okay. Well, you asked me. Um, as far as somebody that looks older, John Slattery, we talked about him, I feel like, on an old episode mm-hmm. or something. I think that he's really, really handsome. Um, trying to think of other people. I know there's a bunch of other people that are in their 50s. I used to think Tom Skerritt was, speaking of Stu Magnolias, was super sexy. Um, ooh, but, but now he's all like scrawny and he has the weird hair. Somebody that I always thought was sexy that is so not my type just because of who the characters he always portrays and stuff like that. And he has a mustache is um, Sam Elliott. What? Sam Elliott is one of those that especially since, because he had that weird mullet thing through the 80s and the early 90s. Yeah. Now that he has the short hair, there is something about Sam Elliott. I think it's the deep gravelly voice and the gray hair. Mm-hmm. I find incredibly sexy. Oh, you still find you? Sam Elliott sexy. Oh yeah, he was just on a that Grace and Frankie, mm-hmm. and it was uh, John Stamos is over the age of fifty. We're seeing that, so yes, John Stamos is definitely as as we said on episode one of Pod is my co-pilot. John Stamos is timeless. Um, was Rob Lowe? Rob Rob Lowe is over fifty, so yes, God, a lot of them are over fifty now, aren't they? Tom um, Cruise, Thomas Cruise. No, I have never thought Tom Cruise was attractive. There was always something very smarmy about Tom Cruise to me. Even as a kid, I I never thought he was. That being said, when all the right moves was on HBO, you always watched to see his penis for like the half a second. What? So yeah, in the movie All the Right Moves, where he's a football player, he's a high school football player, and him oh. and Leah Thompson, there's a sex scene, and they show him taking off his pants, and you see his dick for like a quarter of a second. I'm sure there are screen captures 
online. If anybody wants to throw those in the chat room for us all to look at, that would be fine. Hugh Grant? No. No, not at all. Are you, like, looking at a list of actors over 50? Or are you just thinking of actors? I'm just thinking of actors. Okay. The reason Hugh Grant came to mind was, I would say the first... Uh, I just put my finger in my mouth in front of Taylor. <laughs> Some sort of seed. Well, Taylor and I are friends now. Um, <laughs> now. Now. <laughs> not a couple of weeks ago, but now we're uh, friends. I'm not even sure five minutes ago. So anyway... <laughs> uh, one of the first... I would say, like, I guess subversive things that I did as a young gay boy where I was like, all right, uh, I'm gay. We're just accepting this. This is a thing. Okay. Was I rented the movie Morris. Did you ever see this? Is yes. Morris? Yes. My first boyfriend loved that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a, with a young Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. I don't know who plays the blonde guy is. He's not the cute one in that movie, though. The cute one is no. the one that was like the stable hand or yes, something. Yes, that's where I was getting That's it. That's yes. the cute one. And yes. he, you see him in all his glory. Yes. And oh my lord. That what? like stable hand. Whatever happened to him? I, you know what? I will look that up while we're talking. Somebody else put Hugh Jackman in the room. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is hot or cold for me. There's times that Hugh Jackman is super, super cute. And there are other times that he just looks like the Crypt Keeper. So, Morris. Uh, where, how old is this James Marsden? He's one of the people I, I, I constantly tell people, like, the, the older he gets, the hotter he gets. Is this Cyclops from the X-Men movies. Yeah. And he was, that's what, yes, he is. He's around our age. Oh, he is. Oh. Yeah. So Morris is 30 years old, by the way. It came out in 1987. Well, yeah, I didn't see it in the theaters. I didn't go like, hey, mom and dad. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to the movie theaters. Oh, what are you going to go see? Morris. Oh, is that the movie about the the cat in the weird commercials? Nope. Oh, is it about Alec, the gamekeeper? So sorry. What? The, the name of the character I thought was Alec. The his name is Alec. And what's the in the I, movie? I, I used to stalk the actor. What was the actor's name again? Rupert Graves. Yes. Whatever happened to Ru- I think I feel like it's a name I hear all the time. Yeah. Let's see. What has he been? He was in the series Thirteen Monkeys. He was on Sherlock. Oh, uh, oh, wait. I think he plays Moriarty. Who does he play as Sherlock? Uh, D.I. Lestrade. Oh, he... <gasps> <laughs> Lestrade is the... Oh, That's my Rupert Graves. goodness. And then it looks like a lot of British TV shows. Oh, my goodness. I would have never put Lestrade... Have you, do you watch this Sherlock with this Benedict Cumberbatch? Babalu loves the show and wants me to watch it, but I and I will eventually. But you know, I'm too busy catching up on Top Chef seasons from well, ten look, years look, ago. Here's the deal. So. Let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you something. I love this Sherlock. I'm a big fan. Been I've heard fan. it's amazing. Great. I've heard it's Been amazing. amazing. I've loved it since the very beginning. Right, very very beginning. It is so hard to to watch this show because. Every episode, and there's only three episodes a season. Every right. episode is 90 minutes long. It's a fucking movie. You're watching a movie right. every episode. So I just, and I, Taylor, I'm a big fan. And I just watched the Christmas special from last year when they went back in time. Okay. When they, they set it in the 1800s. You know, it's set in modern day. Right, and I know that they, they did something with time and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Don't tell me it. I don't want to know too much more about it because I do want to watch it. So don't, no, I don't literally told you everything I was going to tell you. They went back in time. 
Oh, you I, just watched that episode. Okay. But they, but uh, there's a whole other season. I haven't watched it yet because I'm like, ugh. I gotta set up. I gotta set off like a whole hour and a half. By the way, meanwhile, you know what? You want to know what I did today? What? I went to the DMV. I got my oil changed, and I played with the deck. I, I'm getting into this cardistry. You know what cardistry is? No. Cardistry is essentially the best way I can tell you without showing you is juggling with cards. Okay. Okay. It's essentially did you juggle. do this in the DMV? I do it wherever I go. Often okay. I just sit here and just sit here and just do it because it takes a lot of practice. And uh, I, I want to get good at a couple of routines. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I can't watch Sherlock. I have no time. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm sitting here doing nothing. Now, tomorrow I work hardcore. Mm-hmm. But today I had nothing to do. No, well, that's, that, is my, that is my trials and tribulations on the weekends because usually I'm exhausted – most of the weekend, and I just kind of think to myself, I just want to lay around and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday afternoon comes along, and I'm like, uh, I did nothing this weekend. I had all this opportunity to do stuff. Or, or I get up late on Saturday, the day that I was going to go and do stuff and run around, and then I'm like, eh, it's already one thirty. Now, what does, Bobby, what does Bobby Lou do when you're not doing anything? Bobby Lou, Bobby Lou watches television shows that I don't watch. Like what? And Bobby Lou plays with his Nintendo Switch and his Nintendo DS, 3DS. What are shows that he watches that you don't watch? He watches Gotham. Boring. And he watches Grimm. Though Grimm is off now that left. Uh, Betty Batane watches Grimm. <laughs> he, he, watched, uh, the, he watches The 100. Oh, God. Hello. Right. Sorry, go ahead. That's, That's okay. Um, he watches Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. and he watches stuff like that. A lot, a lot of shows that I started. He watches The Walking Dead. I gave up on The Walking Dead like two years ago. Why did you um, give up on it? Because I do not like the character of Negan from the comic books. Mm-hmm. I was never a fan of that character, and I hated that storyline. And you ever see jokes like Negan, please? <laughs> I don't know that I've ever said that joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I we had we had a joke that we said years ago talking about Daphne Zuniga. Mm-hmm. So I said Zuniga, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I just I decided that uh, Walking Dead was too emotionally draining <laughs> to watch. I was constantly on the edge of my seat, and I hate that feeling of being scared. And I hate. Where it was turning into where it wasn't about the zombies anymore. It was also about like just, you know, we've talked about bullying and stuff like that, how I don't like that. And that was the, that was just kind of something like, I, I'm not going to watch a guy torment people forever. So do you watch this Game of Thrones? I love Game of Thrones. What did you feel about this Ramsey Bolton and uh, Reek? I hated that. I hated that. I hated that stuff. That that whole storyline was just something that I absolutely deplored. Because of the, because of the, the, just the way it makes me feel. The way it makes you feel. The way Games of Thrones makes me feel. You hate Theon Greyjoy. Do you hate <laughs> Theon Greyjoy? I don't not hate Theon Greyjoy. He's not one of my favorite Theon characters. Greyjoy? What? Would you, th- would you, sl- would you sleep no. with Theon? Would I sleep with Theon Greyjoy? No, I would not sleep with Theon Greyjoy. There are very few people on the show that I would want to have sex with. Jon Snow? Uh, see, Jon Snow kind of looks like Alec the Gamekeeper, 
with the with the floppy hair. And he also looks like a guy named Marcus that I had a huge crush on in college. So I would probably have sex with Jon Snow. Well, also, they, but they hide it on the show. But I think the guy that played Kit Harrington, I believe, is a very small man. I believe they no. hide it on the show, but I think he's very little. I, I, I like him small. Oh, do I you? I like him short. I love short guys. I love short guys. I love short guys because they got something to prove. So that's always that's what are they trying to prove that they can get the job done. Once again, we've been gone (laughs) for a month. It has been a month. The 26th was the last time that we did one of these 26th of last month. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, 20 minutes in, we've discussed zero RuPaul's Drag Race. But this isn't necessarily about RuPaul's Drag. We're going to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, but this is about just this is just whatever we want to talk about. Well, let's, because it's yeah. our show and not yours. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about RuPaul's Drag Race now, because right. you know I was talking to this Taylor the Latte boy yesterday, and I started I started just you know touching the surface, if you will, uh, of of the of the drama that's been going on with uh, RuPaul's Drag Race in the off season, and. He's like, nope, stop. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And uh, and so now okay, here but, we are. But why did I not want to talk about it? Because you hate me. You got to want to talk about it. Yes, that's exactly you. why. Because I said, don't talk to me about it because I hate you. Never call me again. And I hung up the phone. Yeah, yeah. No, because did I did you, not did want us not to say. Did you, did you not say, I have to eat dinner. Please let me go, Joe. Oh, my God. That is so not true. You said, I have to take this call. You know what? I'll just talk to you tomorrow. And I said, that's fine. I have to go eat dinner. So, Valentine, so. <laughs> You're such a dick. You are such a dick. Chat room. I, I, I need to know. I'm actually in the chat room now. I'm looking at it. If you, have, I cannot believe people have missed this. If you have, <laughs> if you have missed this, can you please press the number five? If you've missed this. If this is what you've been missing, is Taylor talking about um, uh, 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 how a woman didn't tell him she quit? You, you understand something? There are people. She didn't quit. She was moving to a different department. There, there are people who are dying, Taylor. <laughs> there are people who are dying. Like, there are people who are dying, and you and I choose to spend our time doing a show about drag queens. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I don't, uh, I think he may be listening, but, um, he, jo- who? Huh? he, who I'm going to tell you right now, calm down. Uh, I have a new ward. And <laughs> hello. Do you really? Well, remember I had my ward, Jose, right? I'm making a joke. Cause I'm making, okay. a, I'm making a connection. In fact, he, he gets mad when I make a connection, but, uh, this kid Armando, who was in this class that uh, uh, I taught, uh, he's been having a rough go of it, and he's in a program right now. I'm not going to say where. Mm-hmm. But uh, his girlfriend is a big fan of this RuPaul's Drag Race. You ever heard of RuPaul's Drag Race, Taylor? I'm familiar. Yeah. And uh, just by osmosis, osmosis is one of the kids in the class. <laughs> <laughs> Osmosis Lopez. Okay. Maria, Maria Fernandez, are you here? See? Si? Okay. Uh, Jose Luego, you here? Uh, you see, I'm here. Osmosis Fernandez? I'm si. here. Yeah. 
No, just by sheer nature of being in, in a relationship with his girlfriend, and she's a big fan of this RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, and it shows you the power of this RuPaul's Drag Race, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Is um, he has become a fan, almost kicking and screaming. Because I know that before he would just kind of do other things while she watched it, and then he just sort of got sucked into it. And then one time I was talking to him, and he was like, like, I low-key want to watch All-Stars 2. And I was like, oh, look at this. And then yesterday, uh, I gave him All-Stars 2. You, gift- <laughs> you gifted it to him via yes. iTunes? Uh, I don't want to get into the specifics of it, but he's now able to watch All-Stars 2. Okay. And because he, he's lonely right now at some program away from people... And so I was like, you know what? You're doing you're doing all right, kid. You're trying hard. You're working hard. You can watch All Stars too. You know. There you go. That's gonna make you cool in college. I bet you it does actually. I think that with with certain people, I would think so. Yeah. I wonder if the, I wonder if there. I'm sure there are on various college campuses in the spring every year that you've got the the gay kids that all find each other and they all hang out in a dorm room and watch Drag well, Race hold together. Hold on for a second. Armando is not gay. Well, I didn't say I didn't say he was, mm-hmm. but I just I just wonder. Or you or you get you know groups groups of people mm-hmm. that get together and watch Drag Race in a dorm room someplace. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, but let's actually talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. So uh, there has been some uh, off season drama, and of course, it is centered around one Miss Valentina. It's now, me, Valentina. Hello. It's me, Valentina. Okay. I think actually, I thought it was actually a pretty good impression, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Hello. It's me, Valentina. I'm just going to Hello. Hello. It's me, Valentina. Hello. Hello. Oh, by the way, we need to do a poll. Remember this, Taylor? Earlier today, Taylor and I... Um, took the time and we recorded the voicemails, you know, one of the rewards uh, for being a member of Patreon and for support. Some of the voicemails, not all of them. Most, some of the them. vast majority of them, though. Okay. Uh, we recorded the vast majority of the voicemails. So if you paid for a voicemail, you're getting it in the next uh, couple of days. So, uh, so Taylor and I recorded them, and now Taylor wants to release... The raw recording of us recording the voicemails. I don't know if that'd be interesting to people, but Taylor, you think it would be? I think there would be some people that would appreciate it just because as the time went on, it took us about, what did we say, about so like 25 minutes total. Yeah. And it's pretty much worse that we have a script and we're saying everybody's name. We're changing out everybody's name. The The problem is we get more ridiculous as time goes on. And it's just, it's, it's, Two friends being silly for 25 minutes. I mean, yes, repeating the same thing over and over again is annoying, but we get more. If you listen to the first one versus the last one, we get more dramatic. We we get more just ridiculous and we, we crack each other up. So we start doing accents. We start doing accents for no reason. Taylor start, forgets their names. I forgot. Well, I forgot two people's names. And he also does not use the possessive for a name. Oh, <laughs> yes, I did do that at one point. So, so if for no other reason, it may, when I, when I do that, it makes Wait, Joe does Jordan laugh. Darling have a, a vo- we didn't do a Jordan Darling voicemail, did we? 
No. Oh, oh, I know why. Oh, I know why. I know why. I know why. We can make one for you, Jordan. Don't worry. We can make one for you. Okay. But I know why. Because Jordan, why are you not at Disney World right now? Jordan, Jordan was sending me Snapchats from Disney World earlier tonight. He should still be in a park having fun. You know what gets me mad is Jordan Darling likes you more than he likes me. No, it, it's not. I don't normally hear from Jordan that much. Oh, Every I once in a while, I get Snapchats. But I, but today he he had sent me stuff from Disney World, and I decided to respond. I decided to respond. I graced him with my presence on Snapchat and was giving him shit. And he's at a conference in Orlando, and he's. He got, he got to go to Disney World tonight, so I was wait, telling. Wait, 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 wait. I know, I know what Jordan Darling does. I'm not going to announce it on the air. But I know what he does. It is so boring what this Jordan Darling does. I, I can't think of anything more boring, right? Okay, well, okay. Can I say something though about his? He's at a conference for four days, and they only gave him one night to go to a park. He's at Disney World for a conference. That, I, that makes total sense to me because this this <laughs> what he does is so effing boring that I'm gonna be like, oh, do you want to go to a park? You know, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were, like, genuinely shocked by this. But but hold on for a second. There were some people who said that they miss the uh, the Jordan Darling theme song. So let's see if we can do it. Ready? <clears throat> Together? Oh, do you want to do it? <coughs> no, you go ahead. You do it better. Jordan Darling at his conference only got one day to ride... Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Believe me when I tell you what he does for a living is boring. <laughs> anyway. By the way, Mr. Mike Lawson, who says Orlando conferences are awful, that's how I've gotten to see you the last couple of years. So if nothing else, Orlando conferences should be exciting because you get to spend time with me and my husband. Well, let me ask you this question. When, uh, when, you, when you take Mike Lawson out, for a, fa- a meal, do you take me for one of those gourmet uh, blueberry <laughs> jam burgers? No, because that's in Orlando. We don't ever. Say, oh no, we did bring him to. We did have him dinner with them in St. Pete one time, and we went for our favorite sushi place, Florida, known for their amazing sushi. <laughs> what do you get at the sushi place? It's one of our favorite sushi. Uh, well, I love Mexican rolls. What? Which is why is I Mexican like hanging rolls? out with you. <laughs> What what the fuck is a Mexican roll? Um, it is rice and seaweed, and there's fried shrimp and avocado and smelt roe on it. Wait, say it again. What's on there? It's sushi yeah. and seaweed, yeah. and then there is a piece of fried shrimp in it, and then there's also avocado, and the whole thing is covered in uh, orange smelt roe. What the fuck is Mexican about? That more sounds like a sizzler. Okay. I th- Do you guys have sizzler everybody- out there? No, we. I think there used to be one years ago when I first moved here. But Tank Huffington worked at a Sizzler when he was in college or when he was in high school, yeah. and he had sex with a coworker up against the salad bar after hours. I'm going to tell you something. That's not the grossest thing I've seen in a Sizzler salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's officially the the 424th least gross or most gross thing that happened. I mean, Sizzler salad bars are so fucking gross. They're so disgusting. So yellow Phoenix, going back to the burger with the blueberry jam, there is some sort of cheese on it, but I just don't know what kind of, I don't remember what kind of cheese it is. 
And what what kind of ice cream did you take Mike Lawson to? We didn't take him for ice cream. We took him to a place called the Hippo, which is a uh, popsicle place that you have since you had made fun of me about because that's why a listener got us the popsicle um, makers. Well, I can tell you who the fucking listener is. He's he's in the fucking chat room right now. Okay, well, I don't know that he necessarily wants everybody to know that he got me something for our wedding. So, and I have used them, and they're awesome. I made pineapple cilantro. Wait, wasn't I going to buy you like five hundred popsicle sticks or something for your wedding present? I don't know if that's. I don't remember that. I think I may not have told you that. I remember in my head, I was going to. It's going to amuse me. I was going to buy you like a pallet. I think I looked it up and it was like a pallet of po- popsicle sticks was like $50 or something. Like, they, like, like $50 bought you like an enormous number of, of popsicle But I don't sticks. need popsicle sticks because the thing comes with the little, the, the, the sticks. It comes, it comes with the little plastic hamps. And what fancy popsicles have you made in the. Uh, I made pineapple cilantro popsicles. That's the only thing that I've made so far. Do you have a, a recipe book about about pop? I do, I do. I got I. The, it came with a book. Um, some like one of these places, like the Hippo, but it's mm-hmm. someplace else, and they have all these, you know, pomegranate elderberry ones, and all these like crazy combinations that you can mm-hmm. make. So make I haven't made it. Either Don't yet. make fun of it because apparently, when I land in Tampa, Taylor's going to pick me up, and he's going to drive me directly i'm not gonna even go to his house or anything like that he's gonna drive me directly to this burger place. i need to i need to have this blueberry jam burger is that okay. your favorite is that your favorite burger no i've told you that 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 was the one hold on a minute i'm gonna look it up and make sure that saint heat okay i'm going i'm going to look up what the actual ingredients are of this burger okay beef <laughs> I mean, other than the, 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 okay, so it is called a huckleberry, mm-hmm. and it is thick-cut peppered bacon, blueberry jam, and brie. Oh, you know what? Yeah? Uh, and that's, that's all? That's it. Oh, there, there's no beef? No, there is beef. Our eight-ounce Angus burgers come with lettuce, tomato, and onion, and pickles on a toasted brioche oh, bun right, and your choice right. of regular or Cajun fries. I'm going to tell you something. I'll tell them, skip the burger. Just give me the bacon, the brie, and the blueberry jam. That well, I don't think you want to pay $13 for a piece of bacon and jam and brie. You want the burger. Wait, that seems pretty cheap to me. I don't know. I, I know in Orlando things are a lot cheaper. I don't live in Orlando. I live in St. Petersburg. I know that things are a lot cheaper. You know, one time I went to – I was in Orlando one time. And I went to a restaurant. I sat down. Waitress comes out to me. She goes, we ran out of food. <laughs> so then I had to get up and leave. That sounds like a very Florida thing to happen. How do you run out of food at a fucking restaurant? I, I don't know. That happened to us not too long ago at a barbecue place where we went there for dinner one night. And everything we ordered, they kept coming out and say, we just ran out of that. We just ran out of that. Okay. Now, Mike Lawson in the chat room says, $13 sounds cheap. I've paid more for an hour of parking. I agree with him. Well, but the cost of living here is much cheaper than it is to live in Okay, so how much would a burger usually cost in Florida? Okay, if you're talking like a sit-down place? Yeah, yeah, sit-down place. Uh, Probably anywhere from $10 to $13, for a good quality one. Let me ask you this question. Don't excluding drinks. Okay. How much, how much does it cost for you and Bobby Lou 
to go get this fancy sushi you get? The sushi? Mm-hmm. For the two of us, uh, let's see. Well, he can put it away more than sure, I can. Sure. For for me, when I'm having sushi by myself, sushi is usually about like 30 bucks with tip. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. How about for you? When you go out for sushi. Okay. This is going to sound so fucking douchey. This is going to sound so douchey. Okay. So I was sort of a late comer to sushi. Okay. So was I. Okay. Uh, because here's the problem is with a lot of the foods that I now love, I would have shitty versions and go like, "Ugh, this is gross," mm-hmm. you know. And then I was I was trying like the sushi in the in the in the cooler at the supermarket, you know. Ugh, tsunami. That's the that's the brand that they always have here. It's I don't know what brand it is. Something I remember it was in college. It was like whatever was like in like the the little like corner market in college, you know. I was like, oh, I never tried sushi. I guess I'll try the one here at the stop and go in my college. Somebody that just wrote called. gas station sushi. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah, gas station sushi. Right? <laughs> so I was like, I don't like sushi. And then I had this friend out here. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh Mike Lawson says he suddenly joked talking about me. He's going to warn us when he sounds juicy. That's new. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so uh and then this, in Costa Mesa, this place opened up. It was one of those. I'm sure you have it up. I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably invented in Florida. But those, um, uh, I don't know what you call them, but those the the sushi that goes around the restaurant on a conveyor belt. We had uh, the favorite place that we used to go had it where they were on little boats. Oh, okay, this is like you a sat conveyor. at the bar. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you would no, you would sit in the restaurant. You'd be at your table. And I like think there's one in the in the mall over by where Babalu okay. works because I think he's eating there. And the plates, the different color plates, are how yeah. you figure out how much things are. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my friend Jonathan was like, "I like this place. It just opened up. Go with me." And so I just went. And then you know what? It, for that kind of sushi, it wasn't bad. All right. It was a good entrance into sushi, and I would pay for that. And I'd probably mm-hmm. land up paying about twenty, thirty dollars a plate. Here's the problem: is now that I've gotten my fancy friends, okay, mm-hmm. we go to really, really, really high end sushi, mm-hmm. and I don't pay for it. <laughs> so I go to like Nobu in Malibu, or like, uh, you know, the. Matsuhisa or something like that, right? Some nice LA sushi place, but I'm not fucking footing the bill, so I don't know how much it is. Hundreds okay. of dollars? I don't know. Uh, oh, I, th- I, I uh, a premium roll here it usually runs about fifteen dollars, whereas a lot of like the Mexican rolls, like I'm sorry, they're usually like seven or eight. Oh no, no, no! If you go to like a high end sushi place and get omakase, I think it's like. Two or three hundred dollars a person. I think it's crazy. Well, that's ridiculous. So, and then you have to go eat afterwards. Unless you drink lots of water while you're eating the sushi that's made of rice, and then you're full. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, but Taylor, let's get back to RuPaul's Drag Race once again. Let's get back to it. Have we started? <laughs> and I remember I said like I, said, I I I want this. I go. I want this to be. I don't want this to be more than forty five minutes. We're at thirty eight right. minutes, and we haven't even discussed. No, we're at more than that because we started at like nine, like fifty six. But I didn't realize we were recording and just kind of sat quietly and farted, like you said. I did not fart. I said I was glad I didn't fart because that could have been embarrassing. I feel you've done more embarrassing things. On what's here? The, what's the most embarrassing thing you've done on one of your shows? 
some of the stories that I've told, I've never farted on my show. No, but there was one time where, like, very recently in the past year, where, like, Taylor vanished because he was swatting fireflies in his house or something like that. You want to hear something? Because I'm from the West Coast. You want to hear something? Well, it's not fireflies. It was termites, but I'm okay. Tell you something. I mm-hmm. come on the West Coast. The best coast. I've never... <laughs> I've never seen a firefly in real life. That makes me incredibly sad for you. No, I, I know. It's on my bucket list. I really want to see it in my life sometime. Yeah. That's like, it's fireflies. something like I've never heard of. I am very, I, I, we don't have fireflies down here and it makes me very sad when, you know, or when people from up North up in Jersey post that, you know, Oh, the fireflies are out tonight or something like that. It kind of, it, it pangs my heart a little bit. What does the actual firefly look like? It looks like a little, um, a little black bug that kind of is pill shaped and it has red and black wings and the bottom half of it has bioluminescent stuff that, when you're a child and don't know that you're torturing animals, you pull off and then you wear it as a ring or you wear it as earrings and it just stays glowing for a little while. Oh, so they don't say they don't, they don't glow the whole time. No, they flash. That's oh, why they, they flash. That's, yeah. They, they don't stay lit the entire time, but I think once you pull it off, once you, once you tear the bug in half, I oh. think it just glows all the time. Ooh. Yeah. I, we didn't know we, I would have now thinking back, I've like, I tortured animals as a child. So that's a, that's, you know, mm-hmm. on the, the registry of possible reasons. I may be a psychopath, but I didn't realize I would, I didn't do it for the pleasure of it. I did it because I wanted pretty jewelry that glued, glowed in the dark. Well, I wanted to be green lantern. And let me ask you this question as an older person. Now, when you're sitting on the porch, drinking your mint julep and you see the, the, the area, you know, lit up with fireflies, is that like a nice little image you have? If I well, we don't have fireflies down here. But no, if I no, was no, no, home... but if you were in Jersey, mm-hmm. yo, Adrian, <laughs> come Philly, check out these uh, fireflies. Bada boom, bada bang. We're gonna go watch the lightning bugs. Yeah, because they're also called lightning bugs too. We actually we call them lightning bugs. Other parts of the country call them fireflies. Fireflies is a prettier name. Okay, well, I you don't agree. I've seen them, so I can call them whatever I want. Fucking Jersey, everything's like, oh, it's grease lightning. I'm going to pick up this bug and tear it in half and wear it as earrings. Wear it as earrings. Wear it as earrings. Everything's using this fucking goddamn lightning in Jersey. Everything is lightning in Jersey. Okay. That's the name of my new, by the way, one-man show. <laughs> everything is lightning in New Jersey? Yeah. Everything is lightning in New Jersey. A memoir. Clammy Fate Baker wants to know, Joe, how old were you the first time you saw snow? Uh, I'm actually going to tell you something. Uh, I've actually never seen snow fall. Mm. Because in California, you have snow in the mountains, so you go visit it. So I've visited snow the way now as a gay uncle I visit my nieces. (laughs) But I've actually never seen it fall. Snow is is the name of a stripper that he likes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jon Snow, actually. He's a Game of Thrones stripper. There you go. And uh, I've only ever seen it, like, in real life on the ground. And only maybe a few times. I would say the first time I ever saw it was, like, when I was 17 or 16. Okay. Um, I've never really seen it that much. I, I miss snow. I miss snow because I live down here. If I grew up, if I lived around it, I probably would not miss snow. But uh, there's something about 
snow when the snow falls at night and the sky gets this weird like pink color because i guess it's all like the light pollution and stuff so the sky gets this really pretty purpley pink that i just remember as a kid just absolutely just loving the way the sky looked can i ask a question that i know i'm gonna get in trouble for sure and by the way when i say in trouble you're gonna get mad at me off the air no i i i gather that's what you meant by that but go ahead i want to talk to this brady Brady, did you go to any of these Mexican restaurants I recommended for you? Why am I going to get mad? Because uh, Taylor calls me and he goes, Brady's afraid of you. I, and he wants to know what Mexican restaurants. I did not say Brady is afraid of you. That never was said. What did you say? I don't remember, but I know I wouldn't have said Brady's afraid of you. I said I have a friend. And then remember I called him Brady Brady? And I, you never t- and you laughed and you said don't ever tell him that I laughed at that joke and I was like alright oh you are such a liar <laughs> you are such a fucking liar I love the name Frady Brady but you are <laughs> such a fucking liar <laughs> well Brady's right so we're going to find out where if Brady's gone to any of these Mexican restaurants it was a food truck and we couldn't go and got there because Christina is allergic to fish who's Christina? Christina Hill <gasps> So, oh, that's the real drama. That's what you were hiding. Christina Hill came to Los Angeles, and she didn't want to see Joe. I, wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. The truth comes out. Anyway, let's talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, Taylor. Okay, can I do something really fast for Yellow Phoenix? Sure. Okay, so... Okay, so there's the, the the state I live in is what? Jersey. No, I don't live in New Jersey. What state do I live in now? Depression. <laughs> oh my no, god! You live, in, you. you live in Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the color between red and yellow on the uh on the the rainbow? That's also a fruit. Orange. Okay, what is H2O? Water. Okay, and what is frozen frozen H2O? Ice. Okay, so you said Florida, orange, water, ice, correct? Yes. Okay, Florida, orange, water, ice. That's a New Jersey accent. That's when I was a what kid. That's what I sounded like. He wanted to hear what I sound like with my Jersey accent. And that's that's the Jersey accent where you say Florida. Yeah, everything is an ah instead of an O. Oh, and I, I is an I. And W-A-T-E-R is not water. It's water. So it's Florida orange water ice. Well, you know, until I was about 12 years old, I lived in East L.A. Mm-hmm. I grew up in East L.A. I didn't actually live there. I, I lived somewhere else. But I went to school in East L.A. And then I went to a school in the predominantly white uh, Orange County. Mm-hmm. And so when I got there, I can't do it now, but I talked like this. And I was <laughs> like, my name is Joey Batanza, and uh, I like to go to Catholic school because, you know, I like it. And for the, and for the I, I mean, I lost most of it when I was in grade school, but the, the one that lasted with me forever, and I actually don't know if this is, uh, there were two. Instead of saying... I don't, there's one that's controversial, so I'm not going to even say that one. But like for like hell or like L.A. or anything like that, I would say Hal or L.A. 
and people would be like, "What?" So I had that. That one took a long time for me to. Uh, uh, Clammy Faye Baker has a great question, which is, "What would Joe say to little Joey now?" <laughs> little Joey Diaz. Um, little, little Jose Diaz. Little Jose Diaz. Um, what would I say? I think I've, we've done this every year. No, I know, but you you talked about you know just because you were talking about your little 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 cute little Mexican accent. Clam- I wonder who Clammy Faye Baker is. I don't know, but it's a great name. Clammy Faye Baker is a great great name. That, it's usually and, the kind of name that Jordan Darling uses. Looks of Jordan's in the room, and not at Magic Kingdom. Why does that bother you so much, Taylor? Because if he has an, if he has one opportunity to go to Disney World, then he should be there, soaking it in. Oh, Mr. Mike Lawson thinks that Clammy Faye Baker is Faye Driver. But Faye Driver doesn't spell it like that. He spells it F-E-Y. Yeah. Yeah. Nice try, Mike. Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Taylor, you shouldn't going to be done. Okay, come on. We're even pa- we're, we've gone longer than I wanted to show to be. And we we're have almost not- in an hour. We haven't talked about that. Like, yeah. And Taylor was like, I have to go to bed. I have a long day tomorrow. Um, so let's, let's spend the last 12 minutes or so. Or I don't know. Let me actually let me see. I have to look at what my um, time is for NiceCast. Okay. Uh, because Do you I, want to pause it for a second? Because you know we're not going to get this done in 12 minutes. You don't think so? No. No. Why don't we do? Why don't we pause NiceCast and then come back? And that way we've got – not that I want to talk about it for a full hour. Okay. I really don't. But we Everyone, will be, we're gonna be, we'll be right, right back. back. We're gonna, I'm just going okay. to restart it. Okay. <laughs> in fact, we'll keep recording as I restart it. So if you listen to this later, you'll hear the 30 seconds of gems. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna be missing um okay so let me restart it i know i knew i knew i knew we weren't going to no we never do we can't help ourselves we can't help ourselves i rode everything i wanted and i got to see the fireworks oh i guess it is 10 50 there okay we're back Okay. So, um, <clears throat> what were we, uh, what were we talking about? Okay. Well, RuPaul's Drag Race. This is a good, this is a good, we had to end the conversation. It's a good transition to RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. So let's do a brief recap of what happened. Now, Taylor, do you know what happened? I, the only thing that I seem to know is that she had a club appearance someplace and was, to quote my co-host Joe Batanz, she was very extra Mm-hmm. With some of her demands and the way that she treated people and stuff like that, and the other contestants from the other seasons are not having it. Yeah, that's so, all I know. <clears throat> okay, so it started with a, a very vague. And people call it vague booking, but it started with a, a very vague Facebook post from um, a, a drag queen who's a, also a promoter and runs drag shows. I can't remember her name. I didn't care enough to get her name, and I'm not. I mean, we're not doing an official recap of the drama. But she writes a very vague Facebook post where mm-hmm. she insinuates – and by the way, in fairness to Valentina, she does explicitly say it's not just one season nine queen. But that a lot that there are some season nine queens who think they're all that and they come in with these demands. Okay. okay. And she didn't she – ne- she never specified Valentina. <clears throat> but she mentioned the red M&Ms. She mentioned uh, the champagne that she wanted champagne and kind of had a fit when it wasn't there or something. 
<clears throat> sorry. Uh, uh, well, look, if you have, if you have your creep... Oh, were there lozenges in there in the room for her? <laughs> there are lo- it's not, look, I think I need a lozenge. I need something to clear this phlegm out. Anyway, so, there, so, they, the, so then people, the Redditors started to piece together that Valentina had been there recently at this club in the show this woman produced, or this, this drag queen produced, and it, it just went from, well, Valentina performed there last and started throwing around Valentina and also... And little comments that drag queen wouldn't ever deny it and would sometimes say things that sort of semi-confirmed it. And then one of her friends, one of the producers, one of the promoter's friends did say, like, look, I'll say it. Valentina was an awful person. And I guess Valentina uh, left the, the meet and greet earlier than she was supposed to meet. She was late. She was uh, sort of very cold and standoffish, and just just was not a very good. She, I don't think she that drag queen mentioned the the, the red M and M's. Okay, mm-hmm. and then that so that drag queen was like, "Look, Valentina's a horrible pe- person, right?" And then that's when the other queens started to like make fun of it. Like Bianca Del Rio started making fun of it. Of course, Detox started jumping all over it. Okay. And I don't think Valentina's ever said anything. Now, in in the past day or two, other people who've worked with Valentina have mm-hmm. come out and said the the one I think is the most credible. Not that they're in, not that they're not to be believed, but you know, some of them are just probably like friends of Valentina or hate Valentina. The one that was the most credible was this one that was like, "Look, I'm gonna get, I'm, I work with Valentina." Uh, on these shows, she just, she's performed, you know, in my shows before, and mm-hmm. this is the way it is. And pretty much gave. It wasn't like she's a horrible human being. It was like she's very professional. She does a good job. She is late, but so are a lot. Like Alyssa Edwards is habitually late. She's known for being late. Well, wasn't that the whole thing with Pheromone? The Pheromone was never able to show up any place on yeah. time. So a lot of drag queens are late, and it seems to be like a season nine thing. But but the, also that Valentina is very cold, but very professional, and she shows up and she does her thing, and that this promoter asked her what she wanted, and she said champagne. She never asked for red M and M's. Like pretty much said like, look, Valentina may not be like the most kind, outgoing, wonderful, warm person ever, but she does get the job done, and a lot of the problems aren't different from what you see from other drag queens. And this is my honest opinion. Okay, and then she even said, "This is my experience working with Valentina." Other people might have a different experience. So, and then someone, I think the the original promoter, somebody came out and said, for the record, Valentina did not ask for red M&M's. <laughs> it was somebody else. All the other stuff is true, but she didn't ask for red M&M's. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so supposedly, supposedly it was someone else. They were trying to figure out who the red M&M person is. But it could be one of these things where it's just sort of like... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Just went down the wrong pipe. That's so, all. so what are you? Because this is going back now to this hate for Valentina. And look, I, I want, I always want to feel like I'm, like I said, I hate using this term over and over again, calling balls and strikes. I always want to feel like she's getting a fair shot with me. And so I have my problems with Valentina, and um, but I also think she doesn't get a fair shot. A lot of times. I think people are a lot harder on her than they are on other queens. But I do think she doesn't help the situation. Where do you fall on this, Taylor? 
I I think the the finale just kind of really left a bad taste in my mouth for her. That where she's somebody that when I think about like some of the looks and some of the behavior early on in the season compared to what it was at the end, that just the way, just that whole I'm winning Miss Congeniality, but I'm telling Pheromone to shut up, shut the fuck up, or whatever. Like two just minutes shut up already, after, Miss, Pheromone, just, just shut, shut up already, already. right. That that to me just doesn't that that to me the the, the d- d- try not to look at the man behind the curtain kind of thing, and I I just I I, I honestly I don't care <laughs> I don't care in that it does not affect my life anymore other than that we talk about it on the show, you know in my head I'm already slowly slowly planning for season ten and who's going to be the season ten queens you know I don't know that I could tell you all the people that were on season nine. At this point. Let's do a challenge here. I want you to name all the people who are in season nine, starting with the order of elimination. Oh, fuck me. Um, well, James Mansfield. Okay. First Kimura, to go home. First to go home, then Kimora Black. Yeah. Then followed by Ch- Charlie? Yes. Okay. Then followed by... Uh, Aja was Aja nope. the next one? No, okay. So, so then it was uh, um, Cynthia. Nope. Okay. Um, Eureka. 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 And then and then it was Charlie. Nope. We already said Charlie. Right, but you said Charlie wasn't the next one. No, no. You said Aja. And I said, then, and, then, and then you said Cynthia. Right, but I said Charlie first. Yeah, Charlie's right. Okay, so it's so it's it's James mm-hmm. Kamora. Yeah, Eureka. Nope, it's not Eureka. No, no. Yeah, James Kamora, Eureka. No, James Kamora, Charlie. Yes, Eureka. Yes, Aja. No, Cynthia. Yes, Aja. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going off memory too. You're going off memory? Yeah, but I think you're right so far. Okay. Um, see, now it's all murky, which is funny because no, it's close. I think it gets easier. Okay, so what did I, I said Cynthia, then Farah. Mm-hmm, after Aja. Mm-hmm. Farah after Aja. So that's seven of them. So, okay, so you have the four that are left. Uh, Valentina. Mm-hmm. Nina. Yes. Alexis. Yes. And then the final four. So, I mean, that's really, I mean, other than, I mean, you figure at that point it's Trinity, then uh, uh, Shay, then Peppermint, and then Sasha won. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Well, then I, I, I did kind of remember. So. Could you do season eight? No. <laughs> Let me try. Let me, I'm going to try and do season I eight. I barely remember who won season eight. Okay. Um, let me see if I can do it. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I'm, I, once we get to that murky area past Snatch Game, it's going to get tricky. Okay. The first to go home was Nasha Lopez. Okay. Then, no. 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 The first one to go home was Tempest Du Jour. That's season seven. No, it wasn't. She was season eight. No. Season seven, girl. I thought she came back when 
Okay, you're 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 probably right. Okay, I'm sorry. It's Nasha Lopez. Then mm-hmm. it's the double elimination for uh, uh, Dax exclamation point and um, Layla McQueen. Okay. Then Nasha comes back, and then who, who is it after that? I believe after that, I think it is. I'm gonna look this up. So. I feel no. like okay. Look it up. Okay, tell me tell me when you have it up so you can correct me. Okay, hold on. Let me look at uh, Wikipedia. Okay, contestants. Okay. Um. All right. Okay, so Nasha Lopez is first, right? Technically, yeah. Well, yes, yeah. because she was eliminated, and then okay. Okay. Then it's Dax and Layla. Yes. And then I want to say maybe it's Cynthia Lee Fontaine. That is correct. And then it's Nasha Lopez again. That is correct. <sighs> I got to remember who the contestants are. This is crazy. Okay, then it's do you, do you want a hint? Uh, I can tell you what the challenge was that they went home for. Sure. Madonna, Night of a Thousand Madonnas. Oh, I still don't know. That didn't help me at all. Um... It's not Robbie Turner. Oh, God, you got to tell me that one. Acid Betty. Oh, yes. Acid Betty. Okay. Acid Betty. And then, um, and then Robbie Turner? Yes, Robbie Turner. Robbie Turner. And then, I don't remember. Okay. Maybe Thorgy Thor? Thorgy Thor, yes. It's a short season. I got to remember that. Um, Thorgy Thor, and I think she was like, then I think we were like six left after her. Um, then it's, and then it's one five. person, yeah, I think it's one person and Derek Barry. So let me see. So then who am I missing? Thorgy Thor, and then, oh God. Oh my God. Okay, wait. So I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work towards the middle. So we know Bob wins, and it's Kim and Naomi Smalls. There's mm-hmm. three. Derek is in fourth place. Am I missing two or one? No, Derek is not in fourth place. Derek is in fifth place. Oh, oh, that's right. You're right because Chichi Devane is in fourth place. Then right. Derek is fifth. So I'm missing that sixth person. No, you're not. You you did everybody. Oh, I did. Yeah, because Nisha came back. Oh, so she counts twice. Wow. If that's the thing. I was. I knew Derek. I thought, I thought there was another person between Thorgy and Derek. Interesting. Now, season two. What is that? <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you that at all. Um. Wow. I. I. In fact, I even did that. Acid Betty was the one that I only really count as missing. I forgot about Acid Betty. Um. Which is funny because she's one of the people I'd want to see back on All Stars three. So, which actually leads to our ne- our transition here. Okay. All Stars three. Well, okay, wait a minute. You asked me about my opinion about Valentina, but what sure. is what is yours? Well, it gets it gets kind of racial, believe it or not. My opinion is is when you I have a lot of complicated thoughts on this. There's a lot of misunderstanding about Oops. that you or me. That was me. There's Sorry. a misunderstanding about the different cultures of in Latin America. And I think it's unfair to lump all Latin Americans 
um, as one culture. And I think what it is is, gosh, I'm gonna, just going to be like, I, cause I've, I've had many conversations about this with Richard. Because I think people classify people in terms of there's white people, there's black people, and I know there's Asians, but we're not counting them in this. In this, <laughs> well, no, no, they count, but like actually, no, because Asians are very similar to Latinos here. Actually, so I'll lump them with the Latinos. Mm-hmm. So you have white people, black people, Asians, and Latinos. Okay. Okay. And I think if you're coming from a white perspective. You think, well, all Latinos are the same and all Asians are the same. And that's not true. I think Asians are a really good example in that I think people are more sensitive to Asian people. So they wouldn't ever say that Koreans have the same culture as the Japanese, who then they don't have the same culture as the Japan as the Chinese or the Indonesian <laughs> or the Vietnamese. Okay? okay. And it's the same thing is true in Latin America. But I think they're lumped – and the problem when you get with African-Americans is – and this is a sad state of affairs – but because of the slave trade and what happened afterwards, the entire cultural differences that exist in Africa even to this day were wiped away when African-Americans were brought over here. They were homogenized and they lost their cultural differences. And so they formed their own culture, which is an African-American culture, which is one – kind of homogenous just african-american culture a melting pot so to speak yeah but they, but they've had their history erased that's one right. of just the sort of tragic events of slavery and well, so, one of them there were some uh, other ones too yeah, but the whole yeah, slavery that is part, yeah. so <laughs> i think they try and apply that same logic to uh latin americans it's just not true and for some reason and i have no idea why valentina just existing strikes a nerve with people and i don't know why i think maybe because she is so mexican which you haven't really seen before on the show and is really asserting her mexican culture and i think that tends to be very popular in latin america because apart from like cuba which has its own state-run um uh entertainment and puerto rico which just has american entertainment along with spanish um, Mexican culture is pervasive through all of Latin America because Amer- Mexico is where a lot of this entertainment is produced. Just, right. just very similar to the way um, uh, United States culture is pervasive around the world, you know. And I think that um, so that that's just Valentina as a character. Okay, and I think there's something about that character that is an affront to black and white African American and Caucasian drag queens. I have no idea why. It's okay. just like, maybe because it's not. It's sort of assertive about her culture and not trying to assimilate, and it's trying to assert her own culture. Kind of. I I don't know what it is. Okay, but. but- Okay. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but can't she, if the stories are true. I, I, I haven't gone to the persona yet. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm just talking about the character of Valentina. Okay. I, I think already there's something about her that just, there is something there. Because I've faced, I've faced it, talking about it, when I'm talking about it, there's white people who will just say, and they're not racist people, but they will say accidentally racist things. And I don't, I know they don't mean it. They're just saying it. Okay. 
And so there's that. Then there's James Leva, who is the guy that plays Valentina. Mm-hmm. And I think he's an idiot. And I okay. think he has the the problem of youth. And and it, and there's a problem in I think a lot of young people where essentially he just wants to be fucking famous. And he wants to be a star and treated like a star, but he doesn't want to fucking earn it. You know? So like like you and and it's what's funny is it reminds me I was talking about this Nickelodeon or, or I don't know you Disney star YouTube star Jake Paul on the show on my show this week, but it's one of these things where if you if you trade in the currency of youth and beauty that's fine, but you have to realize the shelf life is short. Right? Uh, yeah, we've we've talked about this before. Yeah. We've, we you you've you've actually said that before. you said ethereal or something like that mm-hmm. the last time that we talked about ephemeral. It. Ephemeral. Ephemeral. And uh, I think that she, you need to act like a pro. Because they're, <laughs> girl, you can tell me that you're a star, but the, the, the heavens are fucking littered with stars who were very talented, but they were fucking pains in the ass, and people just stopped putting up with it. I'll give you a perfect example. You watch some of the early work of Faye Dunaway. Right. Oh my God, what a fucking powerhouse of an actress she was and a mm-hmm. fucking movie star like you look at like look at her in network or bonnie and clyde or chinatown uh look at those movies and you're like holy shit right but she yeah. was such a fucking royal pain in the ass that people were just like we don't give a shit look at what what, is, what was the chick from gray's anatomy katherine heigl heigl whatever katherine heigl another nightmare Look, mm-hmm. now she's doing like dog food commercials or something like that. You know? Yeah. At a certain point, people just go like, we don't give a shit. We just don't. No, we're not going to do this. You can't treat people like this. And I don't know why they don't learn that. And Valentina has to learn that. Like, And that's and look, here's the <laughs> sad thing. is, And I don't know why it is. I can't begin to speculate. But where Valentina or James is failing is... Unfortunately, the way the world is, she has to behave twice as good. She has to be super polite. She has to be extra professional because they want to see her fail already. And she's giving them exactly what they want. You know? Because look, even look at this red M&M's case, right? Mm-hmm. Based on what I'm seeing and no one's said differently, she's just not super friendly. And she shows up late. And it turns into that she demands champagne and red M&M's. Bitch, you need to be early and you need to be super nice. Well, but I think that the whole thing is that's a juxtaposition as far as if this is her portrayal of this character where you have the, you know, where, you know, I'm just I'm just this little flower. And I just, you know, I want I want to be, you know, sweet and kind to everybody. She was voted Miss Congeniality. Mm hmm. According to the fans, she was voted Miss Congeniality. So it makes sense at that point that people would expect that from her, whether she's James or Valentina, that this is just she's this, you know, little little, you know, country mouse that comes to the big city off the off the Greyhound bus with the suitcase in a dream. That, 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 that's the problem with this, I think, is that, you know, if she I agree with you, if she is acting the fool. People are going to be more offended by it. It's it's different that if you went like I know people that have met Willem, mm-hmm. 
And Willem's persona, as he portrayed himself on, as she portrayed herself on Drag Race versus how she's now, is very similar. And then there's that kind of, that, um, not obtuse, that's not the word I'm looking for, that, that, that just kind of, you know, whatever, you know, I'm just going to say whatever comes to mind, that kind of stuff. So when you have somebody that's acting in a completely different way, it's going to turn people off and it's going to it's going to make it where you're like why would you act this way unless you think you're too big for yourself i don't know that it's necessarily a a thing that related to her being mexican like you're saying because i feel like she could be that kind congenial persona and still if anything that would help promote her mexican culture even more because more people would be interested in seeing what she's presenting and she can she can expose people to something that is a little bit you know, opens people's eyes culturally. I see what you're saying, but the problem is, and and I I might use Willem as an example here, but um, what I'm saying though is, is you don't get, there is a white privilege at play. So maybe I shouldn't say necessarily because she's Mexican, but a lot of drag queens get a lot of white privilege in their advantage. And that there are other drag queens who do behave like this. What? Sorry. Are you, you, do you have a leprechaun there? Who's just like running through (laughs) or something? Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm moving things on my desk, and uh, of course, each time I drop a coin, uh, an angel got his wings. Um, there are, uh, I think there are other drag queens who have maybe not that same problem, but I think Alyssa is a good example. You hear stories about Alyssa that she's not super nice to the other drag queens. She's super nice when you meet them in person, you know, to the fans. But I don't think she super gets along with the other drag queens, right? Not that she's unkind to them, but she just kind of keeps to herself. And she's habitually late, right? But then she brings it on the stage. And I feel there are other queens, I can't name them right now, who just, they just get a pass. And people apologize for them and make, and, and try to make it right. And I don't think when you're a, a drag queen of color that you get the same pass. You have to be just, you have to be better. You know, almost like I remember with Jackie Robinson, the reason he was the right baseball player to be the first African-American one was because he had the right temperament that they were going to say horrible things to him and he was going to be able to just sort of brush it off, you know? So I think Valentina needs to be extra nice and she needs to be super on time because they're looking for her to fail. And I'm not saying it's right. It's just sort of the way it is. And and I'm I'm pissed at her that she's failing at that. Because now yeah. she's making it like, uh, this is the way the Mexican queens are, you know? And uh, I, 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 you just have to be a fucking pro. And, 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 and it's, it's typical of her youth that she's not seeing the big picture. You know, she's not seeing five steps ahead. She's not seeing that as popular as she is, and especially since she really just brings beauty, you know, and glamour, that... In a year, look, it's not that she's going to be unknown, but her popularity is going to diminish. Well, because there's going to be there's going to be new diamonds to look at. Yeah, there's going to be something shiny and new, right? And look, it's not gonna it's not gonna be immediately. She's not famous, but it's not like she's going to get more famous now. Like it's going to be a there's going to be a law of diminishing returns now. And she has to manage that. Even someone like Bianca Del Rio, who's doing very well, she's not on the tip of everybody's tongue right now. You know, right? She has to work at it, and she's constantly on tour. You know, she's still very popular, but she has to just manage that career. And 
I don't think Valentina's thinking that way, and I think that's gonna it's gonna bite her in the ass. Yeah, and that, I would that, agree. That's where she failed. That's where she failed. I think that was wrong. Now let's talk about All Stars three. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like they're filming it starting in a couple of days. RuPaul was at a of an event in New York and said last week that you know shooting starts next Friday, and that was last week. So ostensibly she starts shooting this Friday, which is around the same time that they usually shoot. And if you don't know, they're going to be shooting All Stars three first supposedly, and then season ten. What are your thoughts on that, Taylor? As a fan, I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. As a podcaster, it's exhausting just hearing about it. Well, I don't get that part. I don't get when you say that. I'm always like, you you watch it and then you flip the mic on and you turn the mic off. What are you doing? <laughs> it's all well, because I because I watch it. You know, there are certain shows that I watch that I don't think about the psychology behind it and i don't think about what you know the, the, where i'm trying to plot things out weeks in advance as far as what possible storylines are that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and you know also and okay when i say this i know you're going to take it the way that you take the talking about things for like we talk for like an hour and a half to two hours about it on a show it's exhausting it's exhausting to talk about any topic for that long let alone a show where I'm trying to juggle in my head what's going on with possibly up to 14, 15 people when you include RuPaul and like some of the hosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So in that regards, plus, you know, I also tape another show and I'm fortunate that, like I've said before, you do the heavy lifting, you know, do I want to do all stars three? Absolutely. It's just, there's times that I'm like, it just feels like a lot with everything else that's going on in my life. By the way, have you been following this chat room? I've been looking at it. Yeah. Is there anything we need to uh, address? Okay. Why did you Why did you change the subject when I just said that? Oh, I, I didn't change it for any particular reason. It was just more like, to be honest, I was like, it's eight seventeen. I kind of want to wrap this up. Okay. No, people are people are talking about. Do we know who is on All Stars three? Um, People were commenting on Valentina saying, just like the rest of us in life, she reaps what she sows. Um, Bianca acts like a bitch on stage throwing shade because she's an insult comic. Uh, I, but I imagine she's probably really professional and nice in real life. I'm assuming that uh, Yellow Phoenix is talking about Bianca. Um, and then so the vodka lover who came in a little bit late said, yeah, I'm not a huge Bianca fan, but she is professional. Raven is another great example, apparently, as well. You know. Oh, you know what? Let's Yellow Phoenix did bring something up that I want to talk about. Didn't Raven and Delta get an Emmy nomination? That's a very good topic. Have we talked about this, Taylor? Yes. So, for those of you that don't know, uh, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race was nominated for several Emmys. I think like eight or nine. Okay? And two of the nominations, or maybe, I don't know if it counts as one or two, was for makeup. Which is hilarious for this season. Right? Because right. Rue's makeup never looked worse until the end than this season. Mm-hmm. Even more ironically, uh, a lot of times for these technical awards, or even for some acting awards, you don't submit the whole season. You submit an episode as a sample. Right. right. And so uh, I don't know who submitted it, but I'm assuming that uh, WoW submitted um, the episode because they knew how shitty Rue's makeup was. They submitted the episode Oh My Gaga, which is episode one. Right. Okay. 
for the Makeup Award. So technically, the show was nominated for the makeup on RuPaul's Drag Race Episode 1, Season 9, Oh My Gaga, which Raven and Delta didn't work on. That's the last episode that Matthew worked on. That's when supposedly there was the fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where Raven, I'm uh, not where Matthew dumped the wet wig in Rue's lap or head or something like that. Okay. And that's actually the rumor why they think RuPaul was not in drag for episode one. Okay. And so Matthew, but Matthew is the credited. Matthew Anderson is the credited makeup artist for episode one. However, Matthew did not get a nomination. Raven and Delta got a nomination, who didn't even work on that episode. So, there was a big hullabaloo, particularly from Willem, on social media, who was really upset about that. Now, Willem's point wasn't that Raven and Delta should not be nominated. He felt that Matthew should have gotten a nomination as well, since he was the makeup artist on that particular episode. Right. And it kind of just fizzled after that. But that was sort of the drama there. Well, I would agree. If he did the work, or he did part of the work, mm-hmm. he should be the one nominated. Yeah. So, uh, Yellow Phoenix wants to know, why did Matthew dump a wet wig on RuPaul? No one knows. Supposedly, he just got in a fight. I don't know what the fight was about. But that's the rumor. Who knows that's true? But that's the episode. That was Matthew's last episode. There is a rumor that Matthew Anderson is... Not well and very unhealthy, and in his maybe last days. Oh, well, that's sad. Willem has basically confirmed as much. He's not said it specifically, but he has a friend. I can't remember the specifics that makes it make you think it's of Matthew, but mm-hmm. has a friend that he visits in hospice, I think, and. He's the only person that visits him, and it's a shame that people have cut him out of his life or something like that. So I, I can't remember all the clues that Willem gives that it's Matthew, but she does. Yeah. So that's the thing. Two people think that Matthew is not in the best of health. Who knows what's going on? Okay. Uh, well, that's sad. That is sad. So uh, is there anything else that we need to bring up? Any other questions well, in the chat room? Somebody asked about All-Stars 3 and who they think is an All-Stars 3. Well, you and I discussed this after we got all this, like, hate for spoiling the Valentina stuff. Uh, we decided that we were not going to give spoilers, even though this is technically um, uh, a show that we would do it because it's like the gold bar. Um if you want to go find out, you can go on Reddit. I believe there's still uh, a mega thread about it. And I think it seems like they've gotten probably most of it right. I think that they've. I, I don't think Willem's doing it. I think Willem's actually right. I don't think Willem's doing it. Um, but it does look like perhaps I've seen the list, and it seems like the most interesting person is Trixie. But that might make it actually a more interesting season because a lot of these older queens are hungrier mm-hmm. and have something to prove. Well, and they kind of proved with Tatiana that it's okay to go back to those old wells. Yeah, and I think that would be kind of fun to go back. Like, I, I think Morgan McMichaels is strongly rumored to be on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a, a couple of strong older ones, you know. But um, we'll see. We shall see. It, it could be interesting because they're all kind of hungry. But I think it, it, what you're looking at is just sort of like justice for Trixie kind of thing. Vodka Lover uh, was just asked if Manila is in it. I know Manila is in Australia right now. 
So I would be surprised. There is a strong rumor that Manila's in it. And she's another one that people feel was like robbed and she had, you know, because I, I think if you look at the points, Manila and uh, Raja are like literally almost like tied or maybe exactly tied in all star in season three. Mm-hmm. Like their, their points are super, super, if you, if you assign points to wins and stuff like that, that's super, super, super close. And uh, so I think people might think there's another, a justice for Manila kind of thing. Yeah, it could be sort of interesting. Uh, who knows? Uh, what's going on there? But uh, I think I'm starting to fade. I think I'm going to call it a day. What, how do you feel about this, uh, Taylor? That we call it a day? Yeah. yeah, I think we're okay with that. That's fine. Okay, guys, we're going to call it a day. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, this will be released on the Patreon feed. So if you uh, want to hear it again, you can get it on your Patreon account. Or if you're listening on your Patreon account, uh, thank you for listening. All right. Bye, guys. All right, bye.